Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. You guys excited? Come on, happy birthday. It's unbelievable. Man, three years has flown by. I want to say congratulations to everybody who got baptized one more time. Give it up for them. It's amazing. I want to say thank you for everybody that's been praying for this moment. Uh, you see these stories and, man, to see people come in last minute and, uh, man, there's tears. And I'll tell you what's cool is to play, to sit on the front row of what God is doing. I'm just telling you, it's amazing to be a part of what's happening. And I know if you're sitting close, you can see the actual tears of people are crying. And you guys have made a difference. And uh, for those of you who invited somebody, uh, prayed for somebody, I have some grandparents in the house. You've been praying for a long time for some in your family to take this step. And maybe as a parent, these are your kids. And so can we just give it up for our hero makers behind the scenes that made this happen? Come on, give it up for what God is doing. I mean, it's all about writing somebody else's story. And that's, that's our story. That's who real life is all about. It's just writing somebody else's story, and ultimately, that's our legacy. It's just to write the story of God. It wasn't that long ago that many of you in this room, and so many others aren't here today to physically be in this location, um, started our church, began to write a story. And uh, if you don't know our story a little bit, it kind of came out of a season of difficulty. Uh, me and Diane were walking through a season that was extremely difficult, uh, a, a season that, that was in despair. We left a ministry that we'd served in and led for over 10 years. Uh, we're in a season of not knowing exactly what to do in 2016 and began to pray and pray and pray. And Diane would still swear today that God called us to plant a church in Hawaii. Come on, somebody. Um, <laughs> But uh, no, God called us to our hometown, Kansas City, to plant a life-giving church. Can I say out of the ashes of a difficult season in 2016 for us personally, some hero makers arose. Some heroes in our lives began to transform our hearts and make this church a reality. And maybe for you in this season, you say this is a season of ashes in your life. I know 2020 has maybe just got you the end of your rope. For some of you guys are in between jobs. Some of your families are stressed to the nines. I know for some of us, 2020 is one of those years we're trying to forget, one of those years we don't want to repeat, never want to see again. And I can encourage you today that God is going to use this season. Can I tell you, God is gifted of taking, taking nothing and making it into something. God can take something insignificant. He can take your pain. He can take your hurt. And he can make something good from it. I love what it says. The Bible says in Isaiah 61.3, this is encouragement for you today. It says, to all who mourn in Israel, he'll give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, that God will take your pain and give it a purpose. In this season, you may not feel like there's a tomorrow, but for us, God gave us hope. For this church, out of the ashes, God did something. He created something significant in a season in our hearts from me and Diane that we didn't think was possible. Can I just tell you, in all honesty, I didn't have the faith at the moment to start this church. I thought there's no way that God, this is going to happen. Like, we're going to have all the finances and people are going to come out. We just don't have it. But God, over and over again, exchanged a crown for ashes. Out of the ashes, God gave us the ark. No, I'm not talking about the boat, okay? Uh, he gave us the association of related churches. 
This is a church planting network here in the United States, and their goal is to plant a life-giving church in every single community here in the United States. And so me and Diane found the ARC, this group of pastors and leaders that love to plant life-giving churches, and they believed in us. I mean, they trained us, they modeled us, they gave us grace, they loved us, they supported us, and we just got on their shoulders, and he just began to carry us out of the ashes. Some of you guys joined our launch team. We launched with 55 people on our launch team. Some people signed a pencil, some a pen, and some of you guys signed in blood, and you guys are here. Many of you guys are here today. Where, where's our original launch team? If you're a launch team originally, come on, stand up where you're at. If you're an original launch team, don't be shy. Stand up. I know you're all nervous. I don't want to do it. Come on, give it up for our launch team. I know. There's more than this. You guys are hiding back there. You guys are hiding. You guys are ashamed. You can't, you're going to be ashamed. You got to stand up. I know you're there. Oh, man, but I mean, we appreciate you guys. And our prayer in that season was God, just use our lives to make your story famous. God, just use us to write your story. We had no idea what was going to happen in 2017. But on 2017, September 17th, Real Life Church was born. This is our story. I can't remember sitting in the front row right here where they kind of typically sit. Maybe it's tradition now, I guess. And uh, I mean, we're singing the song Hard Abandoned. I come up for the first time on stage and to see 345 people come to our church, have no idea if anybody's going to show up. It might have been the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, but people brought their friends. And the good news is the gospel came out of our church. There's a verse in that season that we clung to. There's a verse in that season of hardship. We had no idea what God was going to do. And I'll remind you of this verse. It's found in Isaiah 43, 19. It says this, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God is going to do something new. We began to pray in that season. God, make a stream in the wilderness. Cast County needs a church. God, if we could use anybody, use us. We want our church just to show up and be a landmark or a monument. We want to be a movement in our community to change lives. God, just use us to make a difference and make your story famous. And God began to build a stream. He brought people into our lives. He brought these men called overseers that are really my best friends or my coaches, other life-giving churches in our community that said, we believe in you. We're praying for you. We'll support you. I'm telling you that these men love our church through this day. Man, God brought into our lives people who support our church plan. One of the things I thought was like, we're never going to raise enough money to launch a church. Come on, somebody. I mean, you know, it's like to start with just nothing and then say, God, just do something. And because of your guys' faithfulness, we've raised over $180,000 in that launch season to launch our church. Come on, dude. Give it up for what God was doing in this season. We became an ARC church. We had no idea that we could even be in our church, like how that would be possible. There are so many qualifications and some of those things where you have to have people in your church that are believing in you. People sign the dotted line like for responsibilities financially and for people that believe in your character and other churches. That, and we didn't come out of the situation. We had a lot of people around us going, come on, let's go. But God raised people up. Some of you guys are in this room today that signed the dotted line. That's I believe in what God's doing. I'll take a risk for you because I believe in faith that God is going to use it. And we became an ark church. And that for me was probably one of the most significant moments because we had a home. We finally had a group of people believing and pushing behind us and we purchased equipment. We got trailers. We drove to Michigan and back and you know we've been doing this for a while now, right? But God had shown and made a way. I can remember sitting that first week just going, God, just do whatever you want to do. A heart abandoned. 
God, just take it. You've done it once before. God, you can do it again. God, you are faithful. You can make a way in the wilderness. And God showed up. God used us. And some of you guys, you didn't show up on launch day. Some of you showed up on preview day. Come on, somebody. The day before we launched, some of you guys showed up and were here. And so many of you have come since that day. Some of you have come since this moment. In the last three years, God has used us to make a difference in this community. Can I tell you, our story is being written by those of you who invited people. You invited your friends, you invited your family, your coworkers, and other people to know the name of Jesus. You guys are writing our story today. We will have baptized 53 people, which is absolutely incredible. I don't know if that stat rings something crazy it does to me, because almost 10% of our church getting baptized every single year. That's absolutely amazing. And so God is using this in this season, even through COVID, to have people coming to Christ, amen, and their lives being changed. God is using it. And we went from a group of people hanging out to a community of believers, a group of people that loved each other, that shared our resources, I mean, just poured into each other's lives through life groups and connection. And so many of you, there's so many millions of unwritten stories of just life on life, caring for people, loving on people. And this is what the early church did in 1 Thessalonians 2.8. It says, we cared so deeply that we're delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our own lives as well. Like that we would sacrifice all of us for you. And this is how beloved you've become to us. That God had moved you from just showing up to a community of believers that make a difference. I'm telling you, it is what we are today that we've connected to each other. Our story has been written by those who've served on our team. Those who've been so faithful, to be so willing to serve and make a difference. Now, I've not been counting, but we have seven torn down about 135 times. Come on, somebody. And if you're on that team, you know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of work. When you guys walk in, if you're new today, the first thing you probably thought was, wow, this is crazy. Like, they do this every week? This is unreal. We do this because of you, because you are a gift. But I'm telling you, 135 times we've torn up, you guys have made the difference. You've opened the door for the community. Some of you guys said, I'm just willing to hold a camera. Some of you guys said, I'm willing to lead a life group. Some some of you guys said, hey, I'm going to go out. I'm going to be a chat team leader. Uh, Some of you said, I'm going to come on stage and play an instrument. Some of you said, I'm going to go in the back and and serve our teens and our kids and make a difference to let them know that God loves them, that we believe in them, that church is fun. What a revelation. And so some of you guys are making that difference week in and week out. Some of you signed up and said, I can mix a song. I've never mixed a song before, but I'll mix a song, right? Uh, Some of you guys are coaching, developing people. Man, on our dream team, we have 125 people right now. Can you guys give it up for our dream team that serves and make a difference? Come on. Everything happens because we have an incredible team. Teamwork makes the dream work. You guys are doing it and making the difference. You know, over the last three years, our story's been written by those who have given. There's those people that have sacrificed, sacrificially given. Over the last three years, we've given $40,000 to local outreach in our community. We've done so much with that money. We've done clothing closets, and we've sponsored people. We've helped people in need. We've given back in their worst moments and the hardships. We've pushed it right back into the city. Over the last three years, we've given $73,000 to global missions and church planting. We believe in life-giving churches because they reach people. Matter of fact, this week we actually bought a MacBook for our own missionaries, Jonathan and Lexi Taylor, because they needed a MacBook to do their ministry. You guys are making a difference. And can I encourage you what God says about 
out, you guys who planted the harvest three years ago, and even last week, it says in Ecclesiastes 11.1, 1, it says, cast your bread upon the water for you will find it after many days. Can I say thank you to those who said, I'm not holding on to what God has given me. Now, giving isn't the only thing, but it is a thing. Come on, somebody. And those of you who have given, who just believed in us, say, you know, God can do more with what I have than me holding on to it. I can either eat this food or I can plant it. And what this verse is saying, it says, cast your bread upon the water. That word for bread, it means corn. And this, this picture would be like preparing for a journey. Like you take this corn and you throw it maybe on the Nile River. And it would float down the river. And as the flood season, it would, it would expand across all of the land. And as the river receded, it would recede the banks. And so you prepare for the journey ahead. Can I say thank you to those who planted a harvest yesterday for today? Amen. Can I say thank you guys who have given over the last three plus years? Those who signed up. We got 19 new donors this year. Can I say thank you for believing in us and trusting us with your resources? Can I say thank you to all the people who have given the $750,000 over the last three years? Come on, give it up for our givers and those who sacrificed for this moment. It's a true saying that the pastor sets the vision, but the giver set the pace. The giver set the pace. The giver set the pace of the vision happening in reality. We're so thankful for every person. Whether you give a dollar or you give whatever amount, I was thankful for whatever you give because God used it to make a difference. I know when you give, it's always that prayer, God use this more than I could use this. God make a difference with money. I wanna tell your story. Can I tell you in the future of this church is depending on how you answer this one question today. The question you have to answer for your life and for the ministry and for church and for the kingdom of God is very simple. Whose story are you gonna write? Whose story are you gonna write? See, today was like a moment of surrender for these people in this baptistry. This is to say, I'm all in for Jesus. Like I'm gonna serve him with my life and I want God to use my story. This is what it says in Isaiah 26, eight. It says, yes, Lord, walking in your way of the laws, we wait for you. Your name and your renown are the desires of our hearts. I was thinking about my own story and how often I have to surrender to Jesus. I remember in 2000, I first met Jesus. I was a sophomore in high school. I went to church and heard the good news of the gospel and committed my life to Christ and God changed me. I surrendered my life to him, much like these people represented today. And it wasn't too long after that, 2003, that has surrendered my life again. I had a big choice to make at graduate high school. I, I knew God was calling me to do something significant in my life beyond myself and have my own dreams, my own path. And I say, no, God, I'm going to do it your way. And it turned out a big scholarship and some dreams that were just my dreams, but God had a bigger dream. I surrendered to him. It wasn't too far after that I saw a missionary. It was actually a, a play they did about Bob Hughes. And I said, God, I want you to use my life like you used his story. And I'm going to surrender to you. And this is about 2006. And then it was a few years later in 2011, I went to a missions trip to, to, to Kenya and to, um, to Niger and uh, to all across in, in Africa, three different countries, and saw these different life-giving centers that took, uh, centers that took people in. There's people in extreme poverty. They eat less than a dollar a day. They live in the slums with raw sewage going down the street. And I just remember going, God, I've got it all wrong still. Like, I haven't quite figured it out yet. Like, what am I focused on in my life? And I surrendered to him. And it wasn't too long ago in 2016, come on somebody. We're in the middle. We were in this jobless season. We're in this moment of our calling being shaken to redefine our leadership and just had a moment of surrender and say, God, whatever you call us to do, we're gonna do. And God called us to plant a life-giving church. And I just can't help to think that maybe 2020 is one of those years. I just can't help to think that maybe today is one of those days for you. 
that maybe this season is a moment of surrender for our lives. Maybe it's a season of surrender for our church. Maybe we just made this season about COVID or maybe we made it about racial reconciliation or, or the tensions or maybe we made it about all this stuff about politics but we've forgotten it's all about Jesus, amen? In this season, maybe some of us need to just step back and say, God, just use my life. I wanna write your story. I wanna fame your name. Maybe today you say, well, I just don't know where to start. And can I just encourage you to just get to the feet of Jesus, amen? Just get to the feet of Jesus. Just run to him. I love what it says in John 15, five. It says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit, but apart from me, you can do nothing. That word remain means abide. It means to take up residence. Come on, you've been in the dorm room, right? You moved in. You got married and somebody moved in. Jesus says, when you remain with me, when you let God move into your life, we just get at the feet of Jesus. I mean, he's gonna use your life, but if you're not connected to him, you can do nothing. In this season, maybe for some of us, we've just given over to, to stress. Maybe we're just so worried about the future, so worried about tomorrow, this season of uncertainty. We have no guarantee that we can even set up this facility next week. We have no idea what God's gonna do, but you know, we're gonna trust him, amen? Because God has a plan in for your own life. Maybe we just let these things distract us. Maybe it's the school. Maybe it's your homeschool schedule, right? I mean, maybe it's all these other things. I know everybody I talk to, there's tap to the dines. And can I just encourage you in this season, just say, God's got this. There's a guy running around with some cameras today and says, I've got this, God. <laughs> Quote from him. Can I encourage you in this season that God has this? Because it's all about Jesus' name and his renown. And maybe Satan has just taken part of our season and said, God, I'm just going to take this from you. Like we're going to, Satan's going to do everything he can to stop you from getting to the feet of Jesus. Can I tell you, it's all about writing someone else's story. It's all about writing somebody else's story. You guys do it all the time. When you pray, you're not just talking. When you pray, you're just going to God and saying, God, I want to write your story. Amen. I want to write your story. I, I don't even know the answer, God. I don't know, if you're, I don't know what it's going to look like, but God, just use our lives. God, just use me. When you guys worship, which I love having a worshiping church, we just surrender to him. Holly, you're tearing up, by the way. I just got to say it. Just tearing up on this day. Just worshiping God. When you worship, you're not singing. You're saying, God, I want you to write my story. God, this week's been about me, but God, I want you to do something great today. Only you can get the glory from what's happening. You know, when you give, you're not just giving a handout. This isn't some charity case. You're giving to God who's going to multiply that, who's going to use it for the future and say, God, just use it to write your story. When you serve, you're serving on purpose. You're not just showing up and putting out chairs, which is fun, by the way, right? No, you're, you're, using, you're using your gifts and abilities to make a difference. You say, God, just use it. We pray over these chairs every single Sunday for each of you coming in to experience a life-giving moment with Jesus. I'm telling you, we're three years old today, but I think more than anything, we just need a moment of surrender. Like 2020 is that moment. Like today is that moment for us because it really comes down to whose story are you writing in this season? Like what's your legacy? Can I tell you, we talk about our story. We talk about writing other people's stories. That's what this church is all about, amen? Just real life. We're gonna go out and we're gonna reach our neighbor or care for somebody and just invite them to know Jesus. We wanna get them on our shoulders and say, we wanna take you further and farther and faster than I ever did. I want somebody to believe in me. I want somebody to, to care about me. And we're gonna take that, we're gonna say, God has a plan for your life. Like when you walk in, we don't expect you to clean up your mess. I love that Jesus, that he loved us even though we're yet sinners, amen? You know, to walk in your day and maybe you felt like you brought in a pile of ashes. Like maybe you felt like, that. I don't know what God can even do with my life right now. And can I just tell you that God's specialty is to take those ashes and exchange it for a crown of glory. 
you to ask me in 2016 what this church would look like in three years, I would have not had the faith to tell you it's going to look like what it is today. Because God has done more than I could ever ask or think. The relationships, the people that are giving and making a difference and serving, it's so much fun to be around the people of God. And for those of you who show up today and for the first time experienced our church, I hope that God is speaking to your life in this moment. You have a moment of surrender. I don't care if you're a grandparent today and you thought, well, I've ran my race. No, no, your race is still going. You have kids, you have grandkids, you have people around you that need your prayers and that you make a difference. Can I encourage you today that Real Life Church is three years old, but our legacy is built on those of you who surrender today and say, you know what, the story I'm gonna write is a story of Jesus, amen? The story of tomorrow is the story of Jesus. And want your life to go somewhere. If you wanna be on the front row of what God is doing, because as I sat in the front row and I sat next to Brian, he was crying because people were being changed by Jesus. But he only saw it because he was six inches from the tank. And for some of us, we wanna experience Jesus, but we wanna sit in the back. But I'm gonna tell you, just surrender to God and say, I wanna get as close to you as possible because I wanna see what you're doing. I wanna be a part of your story. And today is just a moment of surrender for you. So I wanna invite you guys to pray with me. Let's have a moment of surrender. Say, Father, come, we come before you. God, I pray we surrender our lives to you. God, in this season, God, we've made about so much stuff, but I want all about you, Jesus. For your name and your renown is gonna go forward. That's a legacy of my life, God. So I pray today, like so often I have in my own journey, would be a moment of surrender for somebody today. If that's you today and I'm talking to you and the Spirit's moving in your life, you say, you know, I wanna surrender my life to Jesus. This season has been mission me. It's been mission self. But today, you know, I realize it's all about Jesus. It's about his name and his renown. What he did on the cross for me, I'm totally indebted to Jesus, but he doesn't hold my head because he loves me and he set me free. And for those of you who need to surrender him and say, you know what, I need to, I need to serve my family well. I need to have a better attitude in this season. Like I need to give back to him. I just need to walk around on mission. I want 2020 not to represent a bunch of pain and loss and ashes, but I want God to use my life today. If that's you and you want to surrender to him, will you just put your hand there so I can pray for you? So I want a moment of surrender in my life. I see your hand. Anybody else got hands and say, I want to surrender today to Jesus and his plan for my life? I see your hands. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for what you're doing in people's lives. God, I pray we're three years in, but we know the future is carried by those that write your story. God, this isn't the story of real life. It's not the story of Sean. It's not the story of the dream team. God, it's the story of you. God, it's your story, what you're doing. We're gonna proclaim this story to every door in Cass County. God, we're gonna bring it across the world through our missionaries. God, we're gonna make a difference. God, just call us out of our comfort zones. God, our uncomfortable is our new comfortable. God, use us to make a difference. I'll talk to somebody today that says, I need Jesus. I saw these people getting baptized. Their life has been changed by Jesus. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the sinless son of God. He left heaven. He left all the riches to come to our neighborhood, maybe the worst neighborhood in the universe, to die on a cross for us. He took our sin and he was nailed to the cross. The Bible says that on that cross, that his father, Jesus' father, turned his back on him as he paid for our debt. In while yet sinners, Christ died for you. He give, he'll give you new life today. The Bible says that anybody calls the name of Jesus, we saved, we made new, be transformed. And maybe today you say yes to Jesus. Yes to transformation. Yes to new life in him. If that's you, without anybody looking around, maybe you're online, would you click the button? If you're in this room, would you just raise your hand and say, I need Jesus today. Everybody looking around say, I need Jesus. This is your moment. Say, I need Jesus. I see the hands. I see your hands. We just pray this prayer and say, I need you, Jesus. Let's pray this. Say, Father, thank you so much for sending Jesus. 
The story has been my story up to this moment, but today I realize my story is significant, but so small to the story that you are writing. I'll be a part of your story, and I want to fame your name and your renown with my life. This is my mission you've called me to. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sin and make me new today. Father, I love you. You can have my life and use me. I praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give it up for those who come to Christ today. Your new life in Jesus is just the beginning of your story. 2020 is the first moment of surrender for you. And I pray that every day you would say, Jesus, you can have my life. I want to write your story. I'll know, but I'm excited about what God has in the future, amen? Because of you guys, I see what you're doing and my, the future is bright. And so I love you guys. Thank you so much for allowing me to pastor this church. And I just thank Jesus for what he's doing, amen. Come on, let's give it up for God one more time. Let him know you love him. If there's anybody here today that made that decision to follow Christ, made a decision for Jesus, I want you to know that we've got a couple great things for you because this isn't the end of something. This is the beginning of a great journey. It's gonna change the rest of your tomorrows, the rest of your life. All your future is gonna be different from here on out. We wanna be with you in that journey. So the first uh, next step is this, is text us at RLNEXT97000. We'll have a team member that's gonna reach out and encourage you because you're gonna have questions. You're gonna have you know, you know, just concerns. What do I do next? They're there to help you. They'll get you connected with some resources just to let you know that we care about you, God cares about you. If you happen to be with us in person today, stop at the back of the worship center on the way out on the table. Grab one of these red bags. There's a Bible in there. Grab it. It's a great first step after you've uh, made that decision. There's other resources in there. And again, we want to help you. We are so excited that you made that decision today. For everybody else, I've got a next step for you as well. And you listen to the message. You listen to the story. Who are you investing in? Who are you inviting today? I know I look back at my life and I've been lucky. I've had teachers, coaches, parents, family members, friends that have invested in me. Be that person for somebody else. Or maybe you're somebody here today, you didn't have that growing up. You weren't that fortunate. You know what it's like to not have that. So make the difference in somebody else's life that you wish they had done for you. It is a great next step to write somebody else's story and help them just make a faster, further uh, approach to their future than they ever could have done on their own. So I want you guys to know, just when we talk about investing and inviting people, you guys are so faithful in your generosity and you continue to give and it makes a difference in people's lives. And Sean talked about that and we'll see a video here in a minute. So I wanna encourage you guys to keep being faithful and there's still three ways that you can do that. You can go, number one, you can go online at reallifechurchkc.com, click the giving tab. You can text any amount to 84321 or the last one is if you're old school like me, there's a box at the back. You can drop cash checks in that box and it'll get where it needs to go because we know that God has something great for your investment. Second Corinthians, God talks about you know, what he uses and the attitude that he loves. And it's, you know, he loves a cheerful heart. And that's what you guys do so faithfully and so awesomely every week. So I want you guys to check this video out and see how your generosity has made a difference this week. Well, we are here ready to celebrate our third birthday. And I know we just had this gathering and they're gonna surprise us. Our team put together these pictures and video clips. And we're gonna take a trip down memory lane with you to see all of what God has done at Real Life in the last three years. The only catch is we have no idea what pictures and videos they're gonna show us. <laughs> so let's check it out. Let's see what's going on in the last three years. Oh, oh dude. Man. Look at that, dude. <laughs> this, wow. Baby Jack and the very first mailer. 
Dude, that's all. That's a, that's the mail that changed everything. And it did. This piece of mail could change your life. That forever. piece of mail changed Jack's <laughs> life forever. Oh. Oh, man. dude. So this is the uh, worship team in our basement. Dude, holy smokes. Maybe before launch or sometime dude, close to it. I think it would have been. Yeah. But yeah, we used to meet week in and week out. Oh, uh, dude, arc. is this the first arc? The first arc. With the, with the team? Oh, uh, yes. This is a perfect picture of what it is to be on the dream team. Serve behind the scenes. Well, and this awesome picture also reminds me of the ways that people from real life selflessly give back to the school to jump in and help out Frank, not even on Sundays, but random other days of the week. Hey, we'll go out yeah. and help Frank shovel. You know, I've had seen that happen so many times in the last few years. The, the, the camel. This is, is this what we Summerfest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we showed so this the next on it. No, this is Church have in common. You have to come back to the Toberfest and check it out for this guy steals my ass. Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. <laughs> oh, dude. The first interest. This is legit. This is in the bowling alley. <laughs> and you look nervous. <laughs> and you never speak with notes anymore. Wow, <laughs> build up prayer. This must be launch day. I don't know. Launch day build a prayer. It is. We're getting ready to go back into your jam, heart abandoned. This is the. This is the. <laughs> this is it. This is. The this first is it. Gathering. This is the first gathering. Yep. Man, tells you how much I remember going back. That's crazy. Is a testament of what God's doing here. Ah. Oh, this is awesome, dude! Look at Ryan. There you go. I know. First, we have Ryan Johnson. Is this our first baptism? Shout out! Real life. We announced the first person. Yeah. We oh, he wanted. That's what it was. Ryan had to be the first person getting baptized. Yeah. He had to do it. That's so cool. What's cool about this is because Ryan is in the back of the room right now, actually running all the filming for today's gathering. I'm telling you, God just does incredible stuff yeah. man yeah. ryan seriously no you goosebumps even watching this video <laughs> my name is chance and i'm uh, trying to do a project this is second chance, second chance. Uh, this video and its reach online was incredible if people the school district sharing at the foundations i mean i don't know how many thousands of people saw this video heard the name of jesus and what god's doing in chance's life and you just think about the ripple that that has out across the things you'll never know that one kid's idea and some people at church who say, yeah, I'll give to that um, to be a part of it just makes a huge impact for the kingdom. Yeah, man. Thank you guys. Three years been amazing. <laughs> man, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for what you do, for what you give, what you serve, how you serve, mm -hmm. love people. Um, and uh, man, cannot wait to see uh, what this next year is going to hold. Wow, what a great Sunday, everybody. Welcome to uh, what's happening next. We have the greatest thing for you in the lobby. It's nothing. Nothing but cakes. Are you kidding me? Come on, somebody. We do the food right here. We do delicious things like a camel chewing on Sean's delicious arm. Like it was an ear of corn. What is wrong with you, man? Scariest thing I've ever seen. Listen, thank you guys so much for being here. We love you. Seriously, nothing but cakes in the lobby. Hang out, have some delicious snacks, and just remember, whoever finds 